Spoken prayer requests and just look before the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we want to lift up our voices together again, Lord. Shout Jesus on the hilltops. We all shout that holy name, that lovely name. Jesus. We worship you tonight, Lord. We've come into your house. We've come, Lord, to worship you, the true and living God. So, Father, with our hearts lifted up, our hands raised, different ones have been in the meeting, Lord, and you've already dealt with their hearts. I thank praise your holy name. So, Father, there's an unspoken prayer request here this evening. I pray that you will supernaturally move on its behalf, Lord, for the glory of God. For your word declares that that day you shall know that I'm in the Father, the Father's in me, I in you, and you in me. Lord, we speak the name of Jesus over this prayer request. We speak the name of Jesus over this little assembly. We speak the name of Jesus over the minister that shall minister. Lord, we want to glorify you. This is the house of praise, the house where we can lift up our voices together, glorify you and magnify the Lamb of God that's worthy of all praise. And so, Father, I'm asking for every request. We speak Jesus over Brother Milko. We speak Jesus over our sister, Bev Charman. We speak Jesus over every need, Lord. We speak that lovely name because in that name is healing. In that name is deliverance. In that name, Lord, you can deliver anyone in any situation. So, Father God, in this charged atmosphere, may you have your free course. May you minister to those that are on the internet tonight. May they sense the nearness of your presence as we do. May, Father, you be glorified. Bless Brother Michael as he will minister this evening. Lord, we love the gift of God that you've placed within him. Lord, whatever you put on his heart, whether it's a report of Uganda, whether it's from the word, we pray, God, take control of the vessel. And we'll be sure to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Just keep this atmosphere, amen. Just had a song going through my heart this week, and I just, we're going to sing it. It's a simple chorus, we all know it, but we don't know the verses. 
Um, as he came to me, he came to me when I could not come to where he was, he came to me, amen. If you don't mind just standing, we'll turn the service over to Brother Michael after we sing this. We'll start with the first verse. The gulf that separated me from Christ my Lord It was so vast A crossing I could never afford From where I was To His domain It seemed so Then I cried, dear Lord, I cannot come to where you are. Then he came to me. He came to me.
thankful he did. The gulf that separated me was so vast, I could never ford. Mm. But from his domain, it seemed so far, and I cried, Dear Lord, I cannot come to where you are. But he said, That's okay. I'm coming to you. Amen? That's our Lord Jesus. That's why we come tonight. That's why we can praise him. That's why it can be spontaneous praise like it is this evening. Because he came to us and we love him so dearly. Amen? So thankful to be here in the house of the Lord tonight. Isn't he? He's precious. He's precious. Felt like I was still in Africa a little bit when I was hearing you worship earlier, just as we went to prayer. I thought, my, that's just like where I just was. I mean, just a, a roar of praise and thanksgiving. I just loved, I'm, if I love hearing that, it's precious to him. Amen. Amen. Just a little announcement before we turn to the word. Um, camp's coming up. It's next week, just so we Everybody is aware, sneaks up very quickly next Wednesday, Brother Andrew Glover will be speaking the service here at the church on Wednesday. So next Wednesday, Brother Andrew Glover will be here. And uh, just a little uh, change in the camp schedule uh, on the Sunday morning service. Uh, we had originally said that it was going to be a service here and at the uh, camp only for the campers, but that uh, we're going to revert back to how we've done it in the past. And so the Sunday morning service is, is, is uh, for anybody that is able to cross. And, uh, and we'll stream here at the church um, uh, for those that are cannot cross, but the service will be at the camp open for all to come. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're one body, so that's better that way. So those that can cross, do that. Counselors, please, next Sunday, or I should say this Sunday, there'll just be a little counselors meeting in the music room in preparation for that. Amen. Well, tonight we have a, maybe a little bit of a a report, so we would say, good to be home. Uh, we'll just see how, we, how the service goes. Sometimes services are to comfort the people. Some services are to encourage the people and strengthen the people. Some services are to provoke the people. <laughs> After the service, you can let me know which one he felt it was. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find, well, you'll find out. No, well, I was going to maybe sing another song, but that's okay. We have, I appreciate the musicians. We'll maybe save the songs for after the service. We'll turn in our scripture to Mark 14. I'm not really used to, I don't really do the report service type of thing. That's Brother Tim's uh, realm to be able to do the blend. Uh, so help me, you help me as I struggle my way through here. As we try and unload what is on our heart. Amen. Mark 14, this was on my heart even back in Uganda. And so just pondered this here, brothers at the prayer meeting. You'll maybe feel a bit of a, uh, maybe a bit of a, a similarity on some of the thoughts and comments that were made on Monday night, but uh, you'll see I was just holding my peace a little bit back there because <laughs> I said, okay, well, thank you, Lord. That was for me. It helped me to know that maybe the Lord has something to say. So we'll just read Mark 14, then we'll move ahead in the service. Verse 3. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper... 
As he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there came some that had indignation within themselves, and they said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and had been given to the poor as they murmured against her. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, Let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye, ye will, ye may do them good. But ye have not Ye have not always, me always, he said. And she hath done what she could. She is a forehand to anoint my body to the bearing. Verily I say unto you, whether, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken for a memorial of her. Amen. What a, what a moment that would have been in Scripture. And Jesus said, she hath done what she could. Amen. Just her, uh, Jay had just brought a need of a friend in a hospital that is just, uh, has can- a cancer operation. He just brought a need to the back. So we'll just remember this in prayer as we just bring the service before the Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord, we've read your scripture here. Lord, of a little account, a little sister, Lord, that was driven to bring all that she had. As your scripture said, she had done what she could. And Lord, tonight, Lord, we are coming tonight, I pray, with everything we have, Lord, that, Lord, we could put in our all into the service tonight. And, Lord, that you could pour out, Lord, upon us your spirit, your presence, Lord, already so tangible, so near, so precious. So, Lord, speak to us tonight, we pray. May, Lord, we leave this Wednesday night service pricked in our heart. And, Lord, drawn closer to you, we pray. Be with this one, this friend, Lord, a brother Jay, Lord, battling cancer. Lord, you are the God that defeats cancer. Lord, nowhere else can man turn to. They turn to doctors. They turn to different things that the human mind has tried to, Lord, bring to pass. But you are the only healer. So, Lord, we pray that you would, Lord, use this situation for your glory. Touch this one, we pray, and use it for a witness for Brother Jay to spread the glorious gospel to this man, we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I do indeed bring you, I have to start a service bringing greetings. I do not have the capacity nor the memory to remember all the names, but it was over and over and over again. Uh, just to bring greetings. Please bring greetings. Oh, I just if I could, uh, if I got a penny for, for every time I heard that, I would quite be wealthy today. But uh, that just shows you how much love there is for the people here and, and just their desire to they sojourn, they stream different ones. Brother Basabozi, Brother Stephen Obali, Brother Freddie Chienji, Brother Kadumba, Brother Guma, Brother Manuel Baikika. There's just so many names that I, I, many I can't even remember, but they all just say, please greet the people. Please greet Brother Ed, Brother Tom, Brother Tim. I mean, Brother Murphy, they, they just, uh, they love you. My. So do I, but they, they, were, they were just pouring their greetings, so I do, I must, and I have, and I said I would. I had a, just a slight opportunity to see Brother Stephen uh, as we crossed paths. The Lord allowed it, and so we were able just to pass our love and, and greetings to him as well. And so uh, they, they're, they're watching you, <laughs> whether you know it or not. They do indeed. And I, you know, I stood there in front of many, 
uh, different ones through the, through the course of the time I was there. And I just, I just thought, my, I, I, I pondered back and I said, you know, I, I know you were here. I know many of you were praying. And, I, and my, did I need it. Boy, did I need it, Sister Lisa. Amen. I appreciated that. And I just thought, you know, I'm not, uh, it's not just me. I'm representing you. That's who what I was standing before the people. They were seeing you through me. Amen. We were, we're a body. And Brother Branham, he talks about how we're identified with Christ. You know, we, we were with him on Calvary. He says, we're with Moses. We're Joseph. He goes, I was out the Delaware because he identified himself as an American. He was with Washington as he crossed the Delaware. Well, we're a body. And so you're with me. We were there together. <laughs> Amen. Identified together and just sharing the gospel and, and what the Lord is doing here. And, and uh, you know, you just don't realize how much of a strength it is when you can, when, you know, they, in the far different regions that we were, they might feel all alone. Maybe you feel all alone, for all I know, where you are. But there's people around the globe that are fighting the fight of faith, just like you are. Amen? They, they got their struggles. They got their worries. They got the burdens. You have your struggles. You have your worries. You have your burdens. But we're fighting together. Sometimes it's just good to travel a little bit and you find out, hey, I'm not alone here. No, no, you're not. There's a people praying for you, amen, and supporting you in whichever way we can. And so we have a wonderful body around the world. It's such an honor and a privilege to be able to represent the, the body here as we would go and to see and sojourn and encourage each one. My, I, I didn't go, they encouraged me. Yeah, I was the one that was blessed, that's for certain. So I got a couple little videos uh, to try and maybe bring a little Uganda back to you. Uh, I, I had very short time. I started on uh, Monday night and tried to prepare and also do some clips. My, you know, preaching, videoing, that doesn't work too well. So what, what you get is what I got. <laughs> But I pray maybe a little bit. So we started, uh, maybe we'll just go through them a bit by bit. Um, and then I'll just, uh, we'll go from there. And if the Lord allows us uh, a little bit of a window to take something out of the Word, we'll do that. So might we just play uh, sound. Uh, Caleb, can you please make sure that the sound is nice and, nice and warm for us all? And you can start with number one, please.
that was a little bit of what we experienced. Amen. In Uganda, I loved it. The people are beautiful, precious. My goodness, I'd be back there right now. It was an incredible time. We had such a quite a busy time. A bit of a I, Brother Basabosi called it a working trip. I don't know what else it was going to be, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we started. We had a little bit of a, we started a youth meetings. We had a weekend there, with Brother Basabosi, uh, with uh, young people. It was a bit of a format that they hadn't really done before, so it was a bit of a first uh, for them, and, and so we were able to be part of that. We preached with the brother Isaac Nigero, who's from Kenya, and uh, you know, some people you just, uh, when you meet, I find it any time I've traveled, when you meet the bride of Christ, you're like, man, have, have we been like buddies forever, uh, though you've never met them before, and uh, Brother Isaac was like one of those. It's like, you must be my long-lost brother or something, so, but we, so we had a wonderful time preaching together. Uh, it's the word that connects us. It's the word that connects us. And that's what you, you don't wonder about it. That's what it is. I mean, that's why we can have that uh, connection together. So we encouraged each other. And the, 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 we had a, uh, just a very unique time. I, it's just probably a set of meetings. I've never been in that capacity before. So this was a, many firsts for me. But uh, it was a unique, uh, I'd say, set of weekend meetings with the young people. Um, one sister there, you know, the Lord just was very, uh, doing some very unique things for the, for the young people there, and even some that, uh, we'll have a, I'll show you a little video, but even a sister had had a, a dream about a year ago, uh, and she had a, she had a brother that was um, playing the piano in, in, a, in a young people's meeting, and he was playing a certain song. Uh, he was playing a say, must I be carried to the skies on a flowery bed of ease? And she was hearing this song in her dream while others fought to win the prize and sailed through bloody seas. And she was, it was at a, a young people's meeting and she wasn't even uh, wanting to be at young people's meetings at, at that time. And uh, anyways, time went on and uh, she forgot about it. She actually wrote it down and uh, we were in the meetings and Brother Isaac started to speak uh, service and he started to quote and sing that song. And it started to bring something back to her mind, and he had noted it down, and he referenced it, and it triggered her mind in the service. Uh, soon thereafter, I preached behind uh, Brother Isaac, and it was already in my notes, and I also had that song wrote down, that, sec- that specific stanza uh, on, on our papers, and I gained it, and, uh, and that young lady was quite impacted through the, through that, through the meetings, and so the Lord was, was preparing long before. Long before, you know, our time being there and preparing ones to be in, in the service. And so it was uh, quite a time. Young people, they have their struggles there too. You know, they're dealing with, with many things there, you know. But uh, so many ones that came up after the service, I, they said, pray for me. Pray for us. The Lord gives us boldness now to speak. Give us boldness of that anointing of a lion to go now to my school. One little sister, the only one in her whole school. And the pressure to wear, they would call them trousers, or the pressure to wear pants is, is just incredible where these young people are going through some very strong pressure. Um, but the Lord, I pray, has girded them up. And they manage this renewed a new desire. But maybe we'll... We, we had... Uh, a few services on the Sunday service. On the last service, the, the power went out halfway through. 
And uh, I think where the devil thought to shut us down, it really did it quite the opposite. And I think the devil, when he, when he did that or had that happen, I think he said, oops, after quite quickly because it, it really, oh, wow, it blew the roof off the service, I'll tell you that. In the dark, it did. But uh, so we had to just wait for a little bit, but that really set the tone for the, as the services came to a close. And uh, so I just have a little video to show you a little bit of how we ended. Uh, the, the meetings there as we had with Brother, Brother Bosabosi and the believers there. So go ahead with number two. Hallelujah. <laughs> what a wonderful day. Yes, sir. Wonderful meetings, wonderful time. Praise the name of the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Brother Mike has been a blessing. Now we are going to enjoy another meeting. Oh, yes. This afternoon. Here's our preacher. <laughs> For these meetings, the reason why I'm thanking God, the time I had these meetings, I started praying for the preachers. I didn't know their names, but I started praying for them to anoint them so that they can bring something that can touch the youth. I want to thank God so much that God has God had my prayers and has moved in a mighty way in these meetings. 
I got my first experience the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit in conversions. Youth, youth conversion. We used to go to Kenya when we were still girls. We used to go to Tanzania. So I always tell my children that you missed that time. And these days they are no meetings like that. But praying to God always to help these youths get these meetings. I want to thank God because this period I've been taking them to all the conventions. I make sure that I save for my youths make sure that they attend all the conventions. And for them, maybe they don't know that I'm saving. But I'm saving for them so that they can attend all the youth meetings. So I thank God so much because I believe they are filled with the Holy Ghost. And in all those meetings I've attended, I've never attended the meeting like this one. Thank God for that. I saw young people coming down here and receiving the Holy Ghost. I've never seen that. I want to thank God so much for this meeting. God bless you. Amen. Amen. The success of the meetings is because of sisters like that, because of mamas like that, daddies like that, ones like yourselves that are praying. Before she even knew a face, before she even knew a name, she's praying, Lord, make these meetings, meet my young people, and fill them with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here she's saving her pennies, her dollars, so that she can get her young people to something that she experienced in her early years as a youth. Amen. So I thought that would be just, uh, that summed up the meetings right there. Amen. Uh, uh, her, her husband is a pastor uh, from in Kampala as well, and they were all there. In fact, uh, the two, one of the sisters I was singing on the microphone was her daughter. Uh, we had just did a wonderful time. So that, that was the, the first short bit of the journey. We landed there and on the Friday early morning and preached Friday and moved on through the weekend. And so, my, that's where we started. And so it was kind of like a jet plane. <laughs> we ended the uh, testimony service at about 2 a.m. I got to my hotel at 2 a.m. So that was part of the testimony service on the uh, weekend. was supposed to end on Sunday night. I got there. Uh, it became Monday morning. And... Um, Got to my hotel room. We had an early drive to start at about 5 a.m. So 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. I packed and got some sort of something in uh, shutting my eyes for a period of time, and then got in a car to go. And so that's uh, and we headed up nine hours up to the uh, northern east region of, of Uganda, which is a bit of a quite a bit of a remote area. Those that maybe have been could remember, brother uh, Tim has. Uh, Express, we started uh, translating about a year ago, it is, in the Karamoja language. Um, and so it's a new area that, uh, that we just started to have translations being supported in that, in that region. And uh, so it was an opportunity to go and just see how the, how the Lord's moving up there and see the believers. And 
so we drove a little distance. I'll, I have a, a bit more of a, a lengthier clip, lengthy being about 10 minutes, but it's, I have some different testimonies on there from some of the pastors uh, from Karamoja, but I won't go there quite yet. But we, the, it was, it's a bit of a, maybe a bit of a riskier area, not a place that uh, many even of the brothers from Uganda have gone. But, you know, God has his children everywhere. And, I, and to me, I marveled at that, uh, even through the journey, as we were going to some very uh, distant uh, areas where you'd think, my goodness, how on earth has the word of God, how has the message of the hour even got out here? You know, you just, you'd think, you know, uh, but God has his ways, they're far beyond our ways, and the, the seed is calling, and so the word is going to find him. Amen. And so we went into far areas. You'll see maybe a few other clips, but uh, God's word finds its place. And, and so where they, we would, every meeting we had, there were several hundred in, in each area, five, six, seven hundred, depending where we were. And, uh, and it's, I, just, I just marveled. I just marveled. And my, they loved the Lord with all their heart. Scripture says, he said, go ye into all the world, not just the easy places. Right, not just the cities that have easy access with a plane, but it says go into all the world. So some might have had to, you know, over the years ride horseback and different things, but we've got to drive cars and, and uh, get into the far reaches of the world to preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. And so that's the commission that we have. And so yes, indeed, the area we it was um, it was an area that they would call they call raiders. <laughs> we would call them cattle rustlers. Uh, they still raid, they still rustle cattle, and uh, so we had to be very conscientious of time and when we were out and, out and about on the roads, because uh, if we were there past certain times and got caught maybe, and not maybe, if we did get caught past certain time, we'd had some trouble. Of course, I'm the only white guy <laughs> out there, so guess what I stand out like, a shining beacon. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't just me, even the other brothers were, were concerned, so we were, it was, uh, like I, I'll say it again and again, your prayers were very important. <laughs> they were even just to keep me uh, encouraged um, that all is well. But, and so, uh, you know, the Lord, though, is leading and guiding, and, and uh, we just let Brother Basabozi, as, we, as uh, we had prepared to go, he was just planning uh, where to go, and we just left it into his, his hands to, to lead that. And we met up with a brother named Brother Guma, who had orchestrated the logistics of each of the... Uh, of the, the days were three days at three different locations in Karamoja region. And uh, he's another, he was a brother, why, just a, oh, precious brother. He was in the green shirt you would see in the pictures. I'll, uh, there'll be another photo of him. You'll see him if he's in a green shirt. You'll know that's but a Guma, and he traveled with us uh, everywhere we went. And so we went to uh, three regions. We went to Katito, Matang, and then Longuero, which was, is three different places you'll see on, on the map. And... Uh, you know, you take for granted, and you parents that send your little children to Sunday school, and you say, well, my children get taught little Bible stories, and they learn the scripture, and they carry their Bible, and then when you realize when you're preaching that you ask about a story, and they don't know the story, and you ask about another story, and they don't know that story neither, because they don't have a Bible. You know, we just take it for granted. We open up our scripture, that we read our Bible stories, and you think of Joshua, and, you, and they, don't, they don't know that, and so you're having to now speak. A, and it changes, it just changes your whole paradigm very quickly, very quickly. And if I, if my, if, if I could uh, just try and uh, help bring a little bit of that back here uh, as the 
she had done what she could, uh, we have a lot that we can do. We have a lot that we can do. And uh, that's maybe our burden here tonight as we would just go forward in the evening. But we had we met with, there was three, three specific pastors that uh, kind of hosted each area. And then there were just many others that were able to come. But um, one of the pastors, you're, well, I'll let you, I'll maybe just let go through the video first and then we can make some comments after. After Karamoja, we went to uh, see Butter Freddy Chienji. And spent our last weekend with Brother Freddie. We had a meeting there on uh, one of the churches from Nansana, a little bit north of in Kampala, came and joined. Uh, you know, my, the people are just precious beyond measure. We, I was delayed from getting to the service. So if you got here at 7 o'clock tonight and we're sitting in service and uh, you're in a comfy pew and, and the air conditioning is maybe just right for you. Uh, it was 10 o'clock on a nice hot Ugandan day at 30 so degrees and, uh, and I was supposed to be there at, um, well I was supposed to be there at, I think it was 10, 11 o'clock or so. I didn't get picked up till 11.30. I didn't really get there till past noon. They had been there prior for since about 10 or so or earlier and so they'd been singing and sitting for two plus hours before I even got there. And, uh, and they were still waiting, and they were ready to hear, and they didn't want a half an hour service. And so th- these, are, these are the people, they, are, they just desire, they have a hunger. And, and uh, it, I, I don't know, but Bus Bozzi told me many times, he says, but Michael, this is Africa. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I said, my goodness, may Africa come here a little bit. <laughs> I tell you, <clears throat> I tell you, Africa needs to missionary to North America. How's that? That's what I, really, that's the bottom end of it, brothers and sisters. You know, you realize we ain't going to missionary there. That's the farthest thing from nothing. You're going there to receive strength, and we should bring them all over here and maybe teach us a few things. But we're a body, and we all have our struggles in different areas, and so we can encourage each other. But maybe we'll play, I'll just, I have just a couple pictures. I didn't get a whole lot from, uh, from when I was with Brother, Brother Chienji. I wish I had, but it was just the, the last bit of the trip, and I got a couple pictures. So I'll just show you just one little clip and a few photos with that. That's number three. And, uh, and then we'll go to the fourth one. That's all I had from, from that area. I wish I had more. The last picture was Brother Basibosi and also Brother Fred, uh, Brother, Brother Chinji's two sons. Uh, and, uh, and so we were able to spend some time with them. Uh, they were just they're helping Brother Fred carry the burden, carry the load, Brother Moses there in the red. And uh, so we just keep remembering them in prayer as they, they shoulder a big burden. Lots, lots to do in Uganda, lots to do there. We were met with a handful of pastors there as well and just encouraged them. Like I said, I, there's not much. I don't, uh, they're encouraging me, but just letting them know that we're, we're here supporting as best we can. We're doing what we can. But I said, you also need to do what you can. 
you know, to, to support the, the work as best they can. And so they're, they're supporting their sheep and their flocks and, and uh, just desiring that, you know, whatever we can do to support them, giving them translations and whichever. And I'll show a couple of uh, testimonies here shortly. But it was uh, the Karamoja part of the journey was my, I felt I was walking in Bible days. As you'll see some of the pictures, it just, you know, one of the, the last week, uh, last service, uh, day three, and we just walked into a clearing, and there was just a big, huge, huge tree, and everybody just gathered around underneath and sitting on the, on the ground on a little log or something like that. I said, my goodness, this is what it would have been if, if you walked out into an area, and there Jesus was speaking, you know, and they would all just gather around in an area. It just felt like a Bible days. My, it was just so humbling. To, to be able to spend just a short little bit of time with them and worship with them and hear their singing. And I have a little clip at the end of the, this last little video. I've watched it many times and I just listened to it and I listened to it and it's just like, oh, it's just like, uh, I don't know. It's like medicine. It just, uh, just does something to the soul. And so I'll, I'll show that to you a little bit and uh, you can see that. So the, I have a couple of testimonies from a handful. We met with the translators and the different pastors from the area. Just wanted to see how the how the message is reaching into their area and the, you know the impact of it. And so you'll see. Just a, I just wanted to leave. That was a very big part of the journey. So I left uh, some of it a little bit raw, so you could hear their uh, their responses and and their needs and, and and how the Lord is moving there. So that's in this next little video, and then we'll we'll move on from there. So go ahead and. And roll number four. This one's about, like I said, maybe 10 minutes or so. So, so this is Kampala as we drove our nine hours up to a little town called Moroto there at the top. Maybe hard to see. And then from Moroto, we did three separate day drives and we drove up to the city of Katito there. That's where we are there. And then just north of us is South Sudan. Then we went to Atang. And then the third day we passed Batang and up, this is a guesstimate, somewhere in there, <laughs> to Longuero, somewhere in the wilderness. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. See that? In Karamoja. This is Karamoja. <laughs> Badaguma. Yes. Come True words never spoken. A video clip here. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> What's this place called? This is Badaguma right there. This is uh, Morunyangai. Morunyangai. Yes. Morunyangai. Okay. So, so this way is way nothing for a long ways. Yeah. This way is even more of nothing for a very long ways. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, man, that was Kenzie. She was sit singing to us as we drove deep into Karamoja. Yeah, your songs reach far and wide. <laughs> this is in Katito, the first set of meetings there. <laughs> like I said, nothing's phasing me. So brother, I just handed a handful of songbooks there to the brother, and it was a bit of a, uh, a mad grab. 
Uh, so it was a <laughs> precious item. These are the pastors in the Karamoja region. So um, it's called Pastor Peter Aleo. He is the servant of God. So I thank God so much who enabled me to read, uh, to know how to read in Nakaramodong and in English. So he has enabled, he has given me the grace uh, to be able to keep his word without strain. So before the books, the message books were translated, I used to read them in English, in Ngakari Mojong, and Kiswahili, and then also in Ateso. So, but since now, the, the same books have been translated in Ngakari Mojong, it has become of great help. So, so these books now are going to help the youth that are growing to understand better uh, the word of God. So truly in Karamoja, not so many people have received a formal education. But through the message and these translated books, so now many people are getting to know how to read. So so I am so thankful to all to you brethren from Canada who have remembered Karamoja. So also uh, to you brother Michael and the team for really supplying the food which the Lord had given to the prophet that please keep this food. So that is a big gain to us than even any physical things. So even just better than us receiving any money, it is great for us to receive the message of the hour. So it is good for you to give us this word better than maybe bringing food supplies to supply the brethren. So uh, great for me, brother Tim Dot. I am so I am so grateful for the gospel that you have promoted and please keep coming, my brother. So I'm called uh, Pastor Longone Levi Matthew from Lopei Church in Napak uh, district. So So these books are really very good. So so the the, the, the the brethren in the church were very thirsty for those books. So they were yelling that I wish they could be translated in Ngakari Mojong. Even us now we would be able to read. So when the books in, in, in uh, translated in Karamojong were given out, were supplied. So, so when I took mine to the church. So even the few sisters who knew how to read were able to receive them. So there were three brethren who had just believed the message. So one, okay, three of them. One was from the Catholic faith. 
uh, and that one was a leader in the Catholic Church. So I know yeah. one was just a warrior, I just believed. So so when I distributed those books to the church members, so before passing on, before a period of three weeks, so one brother just learned how to read. So, so now at that very time, during the time of song leading, I invited him to welcome the pastor. So he requested me that he just allow me to testify, to give a brief testimony. So, then I gave him a go So he just opened the Bible. So now he now knows how to read and he's the one which he was in the church. So I have said that these books are very useful in Karamoja, that as long as we have them in Karamoja, many brethren are going to learn how to read. And now that parent, and that brother is a deacon and is really holding on to the ministry. So he's now a deacon in the church and he's helping so much. And, and then there is also a sister who is now learning, getting to know how to read through reading this very message book. So what I've seen, brethren, let us continue printing more books because our thirst is still growing. So if these books are fully translated in Karamoja, the Karamojan brethren are going to benefit a lot from these books. So may the Lord bless you so much. We are so happy. Amen. We are so happy. This is a joy for us, uh, uh, the ministers of Karamoja. So because this was the sickness uh, which was causing the church to be in confusion. So because now many could not read the message of the hour since it was in English. So that was our our thirst that they be translated in Bible. So now uh, ours again is concerning uh, the Bible translated in the in the what in the new in the New Testament in the New Testament and uh, specifically this version uh, has disappeared and we don't know whether there is a way that we can get a copy. This is the old original translated in They are now worn out and they have stopped again publishing this particular time. Is there any way that we can be supported by our brethren? Yes. So this particular one. So it's Pastor Matthew Lomakol. From Namalu Nakapuri Thank you. Amen. Amen. Amen.
can't help but watch that and just and it impacts my heart to hear them just worship that way and pray. Hear them sing like that, it just is music to my soul. I came out of the I came out of the walked off the plane really at the end of the trip and I said to myself, I said, Michael, what are you responsible for? And I'd really ask the congregation over the Bible way, what are you responsible for? That's why in during the trip and I just this phrase kept coming back to me, she had done what she could. She had done what she could. And I couldn't really get that scripture out of my mind and hear how many uh, ones, well, hundreds did not have a Bible, didn't, most couldn't even read a message book. As you can hear the brother saying that one in three weeks learned how to read after receiving a message book and now sharing the gospel. And, uh, you know, these are, I mean, that's nothing short of a miracle, uh, but this is the, the, the impact, one impact that we are hearing of just now 42 messages now landing in a certain region. Brother Tim feeling there's maybe about 7,000 believers there in, in that area alone. And, and so those that are supporting the work there, it's worth it. Worth every moment. It's worth every dollar, whichever it is that you're giving towards that. It's, it's, it's worth it all. And I just haven't been able to shake and say, Lord, am I doing all I can? That's really what then the question that asked. If she did all she could in Scripture, I said, well, am I really doing all I could now? You know, that's really what it came down for, for me. And I, and I just, just thought, you know, here this little one in the Scripture, this sister in the Scripture, she saw a need. Here she saw Jesus was sitting there all alone. And I know you can go into Scripture and you can maybe look at, some say it's the same one in Luke and Matthew and some say it's different, but that's, I'm not debating that at all right now. But she, this sister saw Jesus unwelcomed. She saw him in, in the midst of a, of a gathering. And, and here she, she, she runs home. She grabs her money. She purchases some ointment. She puts it in a little alabaster box. And she runs back checking, is he still there? Is he, still, is he still alone? Is he still in a state where no one has welcomed him? Because she had something in her heart to say, I must do all that I can right now. She ran home. She, she, she was willing to lay it all down at the, really all down at the, uh, at the uh, market and put her little money aside. She wasn't leaving it to later. Scripture said she broke the box on his head. She wasn't opening the box and just, uh, just pouring a little bit. She said, hey, i got to save that for later. It's worth 300 pence. I need 270 to live. So I'm going to give you 30. You're worth 30 pence to me. And so I'm just going to crack this little box open and pour it on your head. No, that's not what Scripture says. Scripture says she broke it. Scripture said she poured it all on him. Amen. All 300 pence worth, which was everything she had. Amen. She was doing all she could. Because he was worthy of it. He was worthy of all. Amen. That's where it really comes down to you. If you don't deem him worthy, that's why you're not given all. Because you haven't seen him as your all in all. Amen. Amen. I pray that, that somehow, some way, God would make himself real so that he would be your all in all. So that your little alabaster box of each of our lives, each of everything we are can be broken. All can be poured out. Amen. It was her moment. It was her hour to do everything she could at that time. She could have looked around. She said, well, you know, maybe others just missed him. Maybe someone else is going to step in. Maybe, maybe someone else will, will do the job. 
You know, maybe someone else will welcome him. Maybe I'll, if I just wait here a little longer, someone else will welcome him the appropriate way. As we look at even the little lady that if you want the same one or not, she washed his feet with her tears and dried, her, dried his feet with her hair. And she could have stood there and said, well, how, how come, you know, maybe, maybe someone else will come. Why me? Surely not me. Why, do, why, why, do I, why am I noticing this? Maybe someone else will notice the unwelcome Christ in our midst. No, no one else did. And so then she didn't begrudgingly be like, wow, fine then. Fine, I'll do, I'll do something. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll go there and I'll, I'll give my little bit that I can. I'll, I'll, I'll put my, my effort towards this. And No, she didn't begrudgingly do that because something was inside of her driving her I need to do everything I can at this moment. Amen? It wasn't someone else's, someone else's spot. I think we need to look, and that's why she had done all she could. I have to in, inwardly ask my question to myself. I'm preaching to me tonight. You can sit here and listen to me preach to myself. It was a one-man show in here. It would be just me, and I'd preach to me. Am I doing it all? Am I doing everything I can? But her brother said, she looks again. She says, yes, that's him. She turns around and runs away to the crowd real quick. Down the steps to the street she goes, up a little pair of creaking steps, wobbles as she goes up there, a little attic, runs through a little chest that she has there, and she opens it up, pulls out a little bag, gets all the money she looks at. She says, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. I must be dreaming, he says. There must be something wrong with me. I just couldn't go to that feast. I can't do this. Perhaps she takes it, puts it back. Oh, I can't do it, she says. He'll know who I am. He'll know how I get that money. But he says, oh, somebody ought to attend to that. That's what was driving her. Oh, I can't do this. He's going to see I'm a prostitute, and this is how I made my money, and he's gonna, you know, he knows where my past and all that. But no, oh, something was driving her saying, no, somebody ought to attend to this. Somebody ought to welcome him. Somebody ought to wash his feet. Somebody ought to put ointment on him. Somebody ought to welcome Christ. She said, that's me. And so she pushed through all of that. He said, and somebody ought to attend to it today, but Abraham says, but they won't do it. Oh, he says, we're too well entertained. Have to stay home and look at television. Go to a drive-in at night or it's too hot or to go to church. Oh, he says, you actors. God help us. I, feel, I pray I'm with a congregation of little, little ladies, church bride, that is saying, mm-mm. I ought to, I ought to attend to that. Lord, whatever it is, whatever you're desiring of me, whatever I, whatever I can do for your kingdom, I ought to attend to that. Everybody has a different way to see the needs and burdens of an assembly. Everybody has a different perspective, maybe a different paradigm of how they see the mountain. And so you alone see it the way God sees through you. You alone see a need a certain way. I don't live in your world. I don't live in your circle. You do. So you see it. So then you see something, you say, somebody ought to attend to that. Why not you? There's no passing the buck. Some people aren't even aware of needs. They just go through life, they don't see a thing. May God give you awareness. May you God see where there are needs in the church. You say, you know, why not me? Why not? I think Brother Codger Dick said, why not me? Why not now? Why not you? Why can't, why not you do something? Maybe, amen, she, so she poured all the oil over his head. Who else? She became a memorial. 
But the scripture says through the ages, it was her. She couldn't shirk that. She wasn't passing that on to someone else. Someone else do this in the church. I'm too much of a sinner. I'm a nobody in the church. Sister Jessie on that, on the testimony, she didn't have a clue who anybody was. She didn't know faces. She didn't know names. She didn't know nothing, but she prayed. That's what she did. That was her part. She said, I'm going to pray this whole time. I don't even know when it's coming, who's coming, how they're coming, what they look like, what type of preacher they are, but I'm going to pray because I need my children to meet God in this service. She said, so why not her? That was her part. That's what she felt to do. She saved her little money that she could so she could send her children to, to a little weekend meetings. And in her hands, in your hands, God placed an opportunity to do something. It was in her hands. She was given an opportunity to welcome the Almighty One. That's what she had there. She, this was your chance. What are you going to do with it? And she could have shirked it. She could have said, now somebody else. But something inside of her drove her. She said, Mm-mm, this is my part to play. This is, this is my role to play. She had a little hair on her head. The glory, her glory, which she gave to Jesus. Tears from her eyes. Little oil she purchased. That's what God had given her. And she gave it all Amen. to him. Amen. But Abraham says, you know, there's something about women. This is for our sisters. He says, I wish to God they would use more of it. He said, there's something about them. They don't stand and wonder like men. We stand and wonder and figure it all out. But women usually go and do what's on their heart. <laughs> That's for you sisters. Something drove her. She didn't think through it all. Sometimes us men have to think through it. We have to ponder through things. But as Brother Brown said to sisters, she just does what's on her heart. She's just driven. Sisters, what's on your heart? Do it. She didn't think it through. She was battling through even the thoughts that were there. Well, someone's going to think this of me. Someone's going to think that of me. But her brown said she elbowed through the crowd. She got to the front of it. She was let, her heart was driving her to say, I need to attend to that. There's a need right there. I'm going to do it. Me, I'm going to do that. I wonder how many sisters here help format on the message hub. Little unsung heroes. I'd have you raise your hand, but I won't. Sister Tracy, how many times have you scrubbed a little bathhouse floor at a camp? Many times. She's done what she could. Soul saved. Hearts won. Spirit filled. She had done what she could, Sister Tracy. How many labored in the kitchen? Wishing you were down in a service. And you see God moving through a screen, trying to put a snack together. She had done what she could. You say, well, is it really that simple? Yep. It does get down to that. We're laboring. We have our part to play. Sometimes it's scrubbing a floor. Sometimes it's painting a wall. We have schools. We have camp. We have a body. We have missions. We have our endeavors, and we're just going about it. But now somebody else will do it. Somebody else can attend to it. Nope. No, no. You and me. Gospel deserves our best. But Brennan said, she said, I want the best. He said, it costs her everything. 
she had to get the best. He said, that's what I want to do. He said, give your best, give to him your best, give him the best of your life, the best of your song, give him your talent, give him everything you got, give him your feet, give him your hands, give him your eyes, give him your mouth, give him your ears, give him your soul, give him your heart, give him your praise, give him everything you've got. I'm pretty sure they covered it all right there. I don't think anything's missing. Give it all to him. Amen. He deserves the best of all we had. He said, well, I don't know why I don't really got much to offer. Well, guess what? Scripture has a little scripture for you because it says, he that's faithful in the least. In the least. Maybe you need to start at the least. You, you, you look maybe it's something great and, and wondrous and, well, I just, you know, I wish I could travel over there and see. No, how about you start just here at your local little church, maybe even just your post of duty at church. That's where a good spot to start. Search the script, search the message about what Brother Brown says about a post of duty. Faithful in the least. Amen. Then these things will be added. God says, all right, you can do the small, here a little more. He wants to see how you can do in the little areas of life. Start there first, amen? Do all we can, our post of duty. Much more I could say there, but I'm short on, just going to move through time. It's not in the amount, it's really just not in the amount that God gives you, it's what you do with it. Scripture, the talents, if you read to Matthew 25, we know the parable of the talents quite well, and we know that the one was given five talents, one was given two talents, one was given one talent in Matthew 25 and 14, and they received, Scripture says that he received the, uh, the man was traveling, kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling, who called, and he called his servants, delivered it to them goods, he gave them five and two and another one. Every man according to his several ability. So God knows exactly what you can do. He knows what you can handle. He, he knows your ability. He knows the skill set. And he gives you such that you can handle. He's not going to overbear you. And so he gives, you, he gives you whatever you can. And you say, well, I don't know. I don't have talents, Brother Michael. I don't, I don't have, no. Anything that you can glorify God with is a talent. Anything, if it's influence, if it's money, if it's your knowledge, your health, your strength, your time, your senses, your reason, your intellect, your memory, your, effect, your affection, anything you can do to give to God and glorify Him is going to be something, a talent that God's given you. Maybe as your a privilege as a member of Christ or your advantages through the possessing the Word of God, whatever it could be, you have it, your access to give back to Him. Amen. This is what He's given you. But we had one that was given one talent. He said, Lord, I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed, and I was afraid. Well, that was the problem right there. He didn't have a right relationship with the master right out of the gates. He feared him. He was scared of him. That's not a proper, proper relationship with the master. The other two had received. One had received two. One had received five. Say, oh, what do I do with this? Is my, this is my master's. And they received what he gave, what he gave of them. And they, they, they were earnest to try. And what can I do? How can I improve this? What can I do for him? And there was a, a relationship with the master. They, they had a love for him. They desired. But this one, he feared him. He was scared. He said, oh, I went and hid the talent in the earth. And here, he says, lo, here thou, thou hast, that is thine. He said, here's, here, here's what you gave me. Here it is back to you. It's all good. 
You know, I didn't lose it. Here's, here's what, I, what I have. You gave it to me. Here you go. It's back to you again. Back on you. I didn't go well with him, did it? Are we Bible readers? I was preaching in Karamoja, and I said, so we all know the story of the pool of Bethesda. Who knows the pool of Bethesda? Raise your hand. <laughs> it was a very different response. Nobody. Another time, who? It was Joshua and Battle at AI. Raise your hand, because now I got figured out, I better ask before I keep going. Because then he had to go into it, and he had to realize, man, I had to adjust pretty quickly, because so that they could understand what you're trying to convey. Sometimes we skim over because we take for granted. Well, of course, you know the pool of Bethesda. You know the, the account of Jesus and the angels turned the waters. Mm -mm. No, they did not. And so, my goodness, that brother said, can, can we please maybe translate the Bible into my language? My goodness, I hope that would be our cry and our yearn. If I didn't have a Bible, say, you know what? I really, really just need this translated so I can read it. The unprofitable servant, he said, here it is. I'll give it back to you. Everything, I, what, what you gave me, I give it to you. But that's the response he got. He said, that ought, the, the, the master then spoke to him. He said, you wicked and slothful. Thou knewest I would reap where I sowed not and whether gather where I straw had not strawed. He, you should have therefore put the money to the exchangers and you should have at least put it for some interest, essentially. Put it to out with usury because the master desired increase. Brothers, from prayer meeting, you'll understand where we were. God, the master, God, is he doesn't just want what he, well, I gave it to you. What are you going to do with it? Scripture, she had done what she could. What are you doing with what you have been given? What are you doing with what God poured into your life? What abilities he gave you? What are you doing? Because he ain't satisfied with just stagnation. He ain't satisfied with that. He is not gonna, you're not going to walk up to him and be like, well, you know, Lord, it, here I am, what you poured into me, and I just kind of stayed that way. I didn't, nothing happened. I was scared. No, no, he's going to say, I'm sorry. That's not how it works. Read the scripture, how that, that response would go well, uh, how well it went with the one in the scripture, and maybe we'll adjust our whole thought pattern from this service onward because we don't want to land with the parable of the one talent. No, sir. One commentator said, those that feel they have the least to do for God, say, well, I don't really have much. Those that feel they have the least to do frequently do least of what they have to do. <laughs> There's a pattern here. He says, some make it an excuse for their laziness that they do not have the opportunities of serving God and th that others have. And because they don't have the wherewithal to do what they say they would, they will not do what we are sure they can. Hope you followed that. Go back to the archive if you did not. And so they sit down and do nothing. It's really an aggravation of their sloth that when they have but one talent to take care of, they neglect even just the one. This is in us for our instruction. Amen, for our instruction. And so here we were, as I just said, in the far regions of, the, of really the, of, of, of a little country far away and in, in, into some different areas and into little clearings and people begin to gather, a little five here, 10 there start coming in just to hear one service, traveling overnight, traveling many, many, many kilometers just to hear one service. Mercy. They miss the morning service because they're still trying to get there. And hear little puny me 
am coming up to speak to them for the one service they are going to get, so then they're going to go to bed and walk another 70 kilometers on a dirt road somewhere. Really? God help us all. We drag ourselves up to a Wednesday evening service, maybe. You say, well, yep, it's the provoke service. It's not the comfort and strengthen. It's the provoke. In love. In love, saints. I don't want anybody here in the service tonight to be standing as the one with one talent. No, not one of you. Do I would want to be standing there and say, and you present him the one that did nothing, and he then says, I'm sorry. You're not faithful. Away in, uh, in outer darkness. Nobody here wants that. No, sir. And so you come back and you say, my goodness. And to some five talents, some two, some one. And I wondered, am I one that was given much here in North America? But am I de- dealing with it like the one? This is me. Lord, did you give me much? But am I actually doing what the one with much did? Or am I sitting there with much and just being like the one with one? I said, well, it's hard to come back from that. And my goodness, so much the pettiness of where we live. I said, dear goodness. You just kind of have to, it takes a little while to get your mind back into this end of the world. But then you can get back, well, I'm going to feign, you know, feign simplicity. I'm just going to go live in a log cabin somewhere. Forget all this Western civilization business. Going to go into the, into the woods and just no electricity, no plumbing. I'm gonna, forget it. <laughs> yeah, no. I think Brother Branham had that option. He was told where it was going to end up. Right. No, no. God put you somewhere. He's put you somewhere for a purpose. For a person, he's given you much for a purpose. Amen. We're, we're here, we're saints. You've heard it before, you're gonna hear it again. We are here for much more than just a nice church. Amen. We're not here just to have church and just, oh, this is wonderful. God bring us together. No, no, he unctioned each of you for a purpose to be here for a specific reason. I'll tell you the reason to get the gospel to the world. That's why you're here, because you were passionate behind a vision that was in this church. More than just a church, saints. It's beyond a church. Many of you moved here for, for that reason alone. Say, because I want to support that kind of work. So I'm going to move there because I believe that that's what I need to be. So God moved one and he moved another and he moved another to bring a body together. Why? Because he said, I'm going to give you much so that you can do much for this gospel. Say, well, Brother Bisco carried the torch and he's carried, carried it for many years. He did. He did. What's your part now? We can't just hang on the coattails of Brother Bisco. Oh, he did mighty things through the 40, 50 years. Oh, that's wonderful. But what are we doing? Where are we going? We're not going to go 10 years from now and be like, wow, that was wonderful. Back in those early days, you know, the golden era when the message went forth. No, sir. This is the golden era. It's still here. But it takes you each one of you to get under the burden and say this gospel must go forth still I click through the message hub I looked at different languages who here speaks Lingala 
Thank you. There's just a tiny handful of Lingala messages. I click through different ones. Norway, this one, different ones. My goodness. So there, there's actually not that many in many of the languages. Dear God, we've got a lot to do. Mercy. It was overwhelming, actually, to me. Is it really? Only 75? Only 42? Oh, okay, 250. 250? There's 1,200 messages. Oh, but I just need to search for a quote and uh, find it through the, 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 the 1,200 that are there. <sighs> My. Let's do what we can, saints. Whether it's a local little body here supporting each other, whether we need to get behind a translator, whether we need to get behind a print station, I don't really know what it is. It's what God puts on your heart, what you do. Not my burden to place on you. He places the burden on you. You just be there and you say and, and not question it, wonder it, shirk it, pass the buck. Just say, mm-mm, I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to be like that little lady because I want to be the one that says, she hath done what she could. This is, I'm just going to say it. This is why I stand so strong against church splits. Because it breaks the people. And it robs God and hobbles the resources of what we can do for the kingdom of God. That's what's behind it. That's what the devil looks to do. He says, I just want to hobble God's people. So they hobble along. They can't move. They're stuck on complexes. Different situations. This buddy said something about me. Who cares? Aside and run. I look at Africa, I look at all those resources that are there. We talked about it with Brother Basabosi. Africa has a lot of resources, it's plenteous in resources. My goodness. But you know what the problem is? Man injects their ideas and their desires and their corruptness and wants to, to do what they think they can do, and it, it restricts them from what they can actually achieve. And so they can't actually, they can't actually uh, uh, take a hold of the resources that are there or to utilize them and the full potential. And that's exactly what the devil desired. He's trying to hobble at the potential of the resources. <laughs> Scripture says, to whom much is given, of him much is required. We've been entrusted. I know I'm at the end already, right here, right now. We've been entrusted. Timothy says, keep that which is committed to thy trust. Avoid profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so called. Keep that which is committed. There's a Greek word there. I won't even pronounce it for you. It means a deposit or a trust or thing consigned to one's faithful keeping. It says in 2 Timothy, the good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. It's, it's this, something has been committed to you. It has been deposited to you to be held firmly and to, to be conscientiously delivered to others. That's what that word means. All right? You've been given a sacred trust. 
Brother Brown talks about in the invisible unit of the bride. He talks about how a, a woman has been given a sacred trust with her virtue and her womanhood and her motherhood. And she's been given that. Brother Brown says the church has a sacred responsibility to prayer and to the word and to Christ just the same as the woman. He said she's the same precious virtues by spirit given to her. He's talking about the church. To preserve the spirit and the word. Amen. The church, he said, is given that trust. It's a woman that has been given. He said it's, it's sacred because she's been given the ability to hold life. That's why she's sacred. He said we find that her body is the bedding grounds and therefore it's a sacred trust not to defile that. You, the bride of Christ, have been given something sacred. Something has been deposited into you and I to hold it, but not just to hold. Also then to give out. When something is, when a seed is deposited into the womb of a woman, it doesn't just sit there. It begins to grow. It starts, something starts happening inside and God has placed something inside of you with a trust that you won't defile it. Amen? Not to cross it with your own idea. Not to inject your own thought into it or, or compromise on something. Well, it's too hard. I might just you know, think about carrying my life on this way. No, you are holding it. When a mother is pregnant, she keeps everything. She makes sure she eats right. She makes sure she exercises right. She wants to hold that life inside of her. So nothing can stop it from growing. Pregnancy, I've never been pregnant. It's not easy. I'm taking it from the words of other mothers. It's not an easy task to hold a baby. Just last a mom that's nine months pregnant. She's about ready to give birth. She's saying, I'm ready. Because it's not an, it's not an easy thing. You gotta be careful. But she, and so she does everything she can to keep this life inside of her. And God had planted a seed inside of you that it would grow. But you've got to make sure it's not crisscross and compromise with the world and get soft living and so on and so forth. Because something inside of you needs to be expressed. God don't do stillborn. He's not looking for what he's placed there to become a stillborn birth. Because out of your belly... Scripture says, shall flow rivers of living water. God's looking for life to flow out of you. Expressed out of you, I don't want to sake of time. When something was deposited into those in the upper room, I can tell you they didn't walk out of there and start whispering. Oh, did you know what happened there? I mean, yeah, I mean it was an incredible time. I mean, I know, don't tell anybody about it. Though. Oh, no, no, no. No, they busted out of there because something was busting out of them of something that happened on the inside. I mean, a power started to burst forth. and said, I got to share this. What just happened in there? I was sitting at a young people's meeting. I was sitting on the platform, and it was just a, oh, just the, the people were praying, much like it was even this, this, in the service here, and just the prayer, and we just continued on. I said, my God, this must have been what it was like in the upper room. What those sweet moments. I know we, we, the Lord has moved in different times. You just stand there and say, that's, and then you know what you did after? Do you know what kind of service we had? You might, do you know the Lord just moved through there? Oh, it's just worship, and he was moving and touched this heart. And do you know last Wednesday, there's people at the altar, different ones giving their hearts to the Lord, different sisters calling out on God. Can you imagine? Do you missed it? Yeah, it's because something inside is bubbling forth. He's trusted you. He's trusted you, not like, we're not fearful like the one servant had the one talent, scared to increase, scared to improve. Mm -mm. No, because God has trusted you in this last day 
was something even a little extra special, if I could put it that way. Because he has confidence in you. He has confidence in you. He says, ah, I got this Laodicean age. I, 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 have, a, I have a word that I need to send out. I, ha, I have a message that I need to get out. I need to get a people prepared for my coming. So there's a people that I need on the earth at that time that I can entrust and deposit my word into them. I'm not going to give them a talent or five or this or that or the other. I'm going to give them all of me. I'm going to deposit into them the revealed word of the day and so that they are not just going to hold it back. Mm -mm. God didn't place you there for that reason. He placed you here. He said, I've given you a language. I've given you English so that you could hear it, understand it, live it, receive it. And then what are you going to do with it now? I've placed you in a place of the world where there's abundance. What are you going to do with it now? I've given you a message at a time when there's great leaps and bounds in technology. What are you going to do with it now? I've entrusted you. He has entrusted you and I at this time for a purpose. With confidence that you're going to do what he desires. And so he's gone. He left, the, the, the master left and said, I'll be back. Well, the servant didn't, one did, twiddled his time and, t- and did nothing, but the two others did not. They got busy right quick. We get busy right quick. I know we've been busy, but let's continue. There's no stopping this. There wasn't a halftime. You're like, well, I, I think I got all the way. You know what? I would believe that that one servant got his five talents all the way to the end. I don't think he got five talents, you know, two, two weeks into the trip and then sat down and be like, well, have fun there, Mr. Two-Man. I, wait till you get your other two. I'm sitting back and relaxing. Uh-uh. No, he labored until. He labored until. He was a faithful servant. Scripture is a warning. He that had the one talent be reckoned with us for bearing the one much more. If he, was, if he was reckoned for bearing one, how much more will the account of offenders be that have more and they bury them? Yeah. Just the one. He got in deep trouble. Didn't end well for him. How much more if we've been entrusted with much and don't do much? Yeah. My. And the influence of the whole world that we live in, the lazy Laodicea atmosphere oppressing upon it. But as we heard a few weeks ago, we're influenced from another one, from another realm, by another angel. It has no effect on us. Don't allow that Laodicea and well, someone else will just do it. You do what you can. Yes, sir. Musicians, why don't you come? He said, Brother Michael, my goodness, you're condemning me. Nope. <laughs> God forbid. No, I'm just saying we have a responsibility. You can't help. I can't help what we've been given. You know, the, the one servant with the five, he didn't actually, he, he didn't have a choice in the matter, actually. He was given five. It is what it is. He, he didn't say, oh, bellyache at the master. Well, I have five. I mean, what do you expect of me? I mean, I can't even handle No, no, that's not how we did. He took it. He received it. And was thankful, I'm sure. Wow, the master really entrusts me with this. What can I do with it? 
Well, how, how can I make, how can I improve? How he wants, he, he wants, needs increase. He demands increase. How can I take what I've been given? And that's where we are. Not condemned. The master's given us much. He's placed me here. Why? Not to sit in a pew and just look and well, go to work. No, no, no. We're here for a purpose. And it's, Time fails me, but I'll tell you. When you see the value, if you don't see the value, then you're not gonna, you're not gonna give everything you got. But it's when he, I could preach John Blue in the face, but you never see it, you say, well, it's not a big deal to me. It, it wouldn't even matter. But when you see the value, why hundreds will walk and travel kilometers to your service because they see a value. Why someone will sing and they'll shout like you did, unhindered praise, and you can see them jumping and just giving everything. They might not have much, but they're giving it all because they see a value. Why have so many of you left homes and why others that have disappeared over the years, but why are you still here? Because you see a value. Jacob saw a value in a birthright. And he said, I'm going to do everything it takes to get it. Esau despised it and God hated him for it. But Jacob saw value and God loved him. I would not. He said, well, he said, why are you so passionate, Brother Michael, about this message? Why are you so, why, why are you so you know, hard tonight? Because if it wasn't for this message, I wouldn't be standing here. I wouldn't exist I'll let that one sink in a little bit. I wouldn't exist. It's transformed me. And if you're going to carry it all the way back, because there was a prophet one day that sat on a log with a grandpa, that then that grandpa of mine then came to Cloverdale, that then met my, then had a daughter, that then met my dad, that then met his, my mom, that then had me. You want to track it all the way back? It goes back to this message. It's because of this message that Brother Ed came out here, that then preached a message down in the south, then impacted a Ron Spencer, who Ron Spencer could then be impacted in preaching and service in Edmonton, that could then impact a Ben Dingwall. You know where it all goes back to? The message. Every single one of you can trace your trail back to somebody that witnessed, to somebody that witnessed, to somebody, that, and it goes all the way back to why? Because this message came to this earth for you and I. That's why we're passionate about it, because we see the value in it. If you took it all away, we'd just be wretches. Some of us wouldn't be here, as I already stated. And I pray we help, God help us see the value in our midst. Amen. But Abraham says, he says, I think that'd be the feeling of all of us speaking about here am I, send me. I'm skipping quite a bit. He says, here am I, send me. Raise your hands. If you see the value, you say, here am I, 
send me. What can I do for this great gospel? He says, I can do something. Let me do something, Lord. Let me, I don't, I don't ask to be a preacher. I don't ask to be this, but Lord, I'm a farmer. Make me a farmer that can testify to my neighbor farmer. Let me be a farmer that I can sell my grain. I can testify to the grain operator. Let me be a farmer. If I'm a woman, let me testify to the insurance man. Let me testify to the milkman, to the paper boy. Oh, let me do something. Amen. Let me go in the neighborhood, find favor with a sister next door who's evil and wrong. Let me give her a testimony of sweetness. Let me cover my face, oh, with the wings of humility. Let me cover my feet likewise. Let me be reverent in your presence, but send me with two more wings, Lord, quickly to somebody. Oh, God, send me quickly with two more wings that I may do something. Oh, my, he said, if there's just one or two. But Abraham says, and then when you raise up, he said, from a real confession, a real cleansing, then the call comes, who will go for us? Speaking of Isaiah, he'll say, here am I, send me. He said, your life will influence your family. It'll influence your neighbors. It'll influence your church. Just put one or two good church members in the church that really on fire for God. It'll do something for that church. More than 40 revivals you could have. I said, God, where's one? Where's one? Or two, maybe two, that are in this church. Where are you? Just even two. More than 40 revivals. Just two. If there's more than two, what could God do in our midst? Amen. More than 40, a good cleanse member. Watch when somebody gets sick, they'll call that person to come and pray. Why? Because they see God in each one of you. They say, hey, I have a need. They don't run into maybe a minister. They can call up their next brother and say, you know what? I need you to come and pray. Because it's Holy Ghost in a people. Amen. God's a debtor to no man. But Ryan, I need you to play something for me or I'm just going to keep going. You can all stand tonight. I want to walk when we come down to the end of the day. Message for another time. Had you right. But Abraham wouldn't give her $20. Goes to the account. I want to be able to be at the end of the day. But Abraham talks about going to the feet of Jesus. He says, I don't need big mansions, nothing. He says, I just want to go down there. I just want to go to the feet. I just want to wash those feet. He said, I just want to kiss them. He kissed the feet in Jesus and said, thank you, Lord, for all the toils, for all the burdens, for all the difficulties. Just being right here, it's worth it all. I don't need nothing else. And I want to be able to say, I want to be able to kneel there if I'd have that opportunity. And I could be kneeling there. It would all be quiet. And all I would hear, you have done what you could. And then I'll hear the two most beautiful words that man will ever hear. Well done. That's all I want to hear. Nothing else matters, saints. I just want to hear those words. You've done what you could. Well done. I pray that's our prayer tonight. Though the cost be great. I'll work for you. That's what Brother Ryan's praying. Why don't we sing that together from our hearts? Say, Lord, readjust my whole focus. If I've been off a little bit or just where we're here for a purpose, may I do what I can. Amen. Let's sing that tonight.
Oh Jesus, use me. Oh and oh, don't refuse me. Oh and surely make a word that I can do. Oh and even though it's humble, oh and help my Heavenly Father, Lord, that is the burden of my heart, Lord, as I said, Lord, I'm just preaching to myself. Lord, the burden of my heart, indeed, you cannot go to these places and not be impacted. And Lord, I wish I could just bring everybody with me. Lord, we could experience, Lord, together and the believers, Lord, abroad and afar and see the love for you lord is the same love that we have or lord as i told the people i'm i'm we're all the same don't look at me as any different we're we're of the same seed we're of the same from the mind of god together oh lord lord help us here we can do just a little bit lord to get the word into their hands or they don't even have lord bibles and they don't have a few messages and lord we're we're swimming in it here but oh God, would you just give us a renewed passion, a renewed zeal, Lord, to keep pressing the battle, Lord. Lord, you've, give, you've placed us here for a purpose. Lord, we're not going to shirk it. We're not passing the buck. We're saying, Lord, what can we do so that we can cross over? And Lord, that one with just a few little talents or abilities, Lord, they'll do what they can and they'll receive the same reward. Well done. Lord, those that maybe have a little bit more, they'll see, receive the same reward. Well done. All on the same level if they did what they could. So, Lord, may we do that, Lord, as we go about our business, our daily lives. Our focus, Lord, is use us. The cost might be much, but use us for your glory. In Jesus Christ's name, go with the people. Lord, bless them. They prayed. They labored. Lord, they've supported. Lord, that I could even go, Lord, across the way. Lord, they are a part of the journey. Lord, they, they, they are, we're one, Lord, in this battle together. Oh, God, I pray, Lord, you reward them. You're a debtor to no man. And so you bless each one of them, I pray, for, their, for what they have done, Lord. So that then they be, may they be able to do more for your kingdom in whatever capacity you give them now. In Jesus Christ's name, go with your people now. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I have eight songs that I could sing right now, but I won't do it because it's late. <laughs> but I pray you go away from tonight. Say, Lord, may you burn the thought in my, in my heart. May I do what I can. 
she had done what she could. God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.